His Love Christian Fellowship is excited to share this podcast with you. We hope you enjoy this message. As I was praying about um, the move of God and the new things, um, I'd been in a place like this before where I had felt the tears and the heaviness and the, just the, the sense that God was birthing something. And, and I said, Lord, that was back in 97. And, and, I, I, and we just had walked through so many things besides, I mean, just had walked through a ton of things. And I said, what, what got birthed in that hour? Well, obviously, probably everybody here. But I'm just so honored to be able to say that Trent and Hannah are our assistant pastors now. And, and Trent was born again in that season. He was born again right after we had come through that birthing thing, passion for Jesus and all of that. I mean, he came along. And I'm going to tell you, he was born again. He never turned around. He never turned away. And he didn't want chasing after Hannah at that point either was chasing after Jesus. He picked his, he, he was at every Bible study, everything that we could have, and he was reading it and reading all the books, and, and I was just like, God has our destinies already set for us, but how many Trents and Brock and Leans and how many are going to get born in this next season? How many of the destinies are we going to see? You guys, push forward. He's got something new for us. So, Trent, I'm thrilled you're speaking today, and I love you. And we also got him as a son-in-law later, and that was pretty cool, too. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, I'll just pray to start. Lord, we just thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for everyone in this place this morning. Lord, for this awesome group of people that you've brought here, and Lord, brothers and sisters, and Lord, we thank you that every time we come together, whether it's a Wednesday night or Sunday or whenever it is, Lord, you meet us, and Lord, we just ask for you to continually flow in our midst and give us your words and your directions. Lord, teach us how to be your people in this place, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Well, that was that was awesome, Tony. Um, we all go through those places, you know, of oh, we're doing good. Oh, we're not doing good. We're doing good. We're not doing good. <laughs> Just seems to be, you know, the ebb and flow of life and walking with the Lord. Um, but I've got a something the Lord's been showing me for a while. I've been reading um, some books, and He's been speaking to me through His Word, and. Um, I was going to share a little bit on it this morning. Um, what it amounts to is it's kind of tied into the offering that I gave last time, and um, there's a lot to it, but I, I titled it, We Are Made to Be Creators, and then I added to it this morning while we was having service, and we do have to be intentional. I like that. <laughs> we do. It doesn't matter what the Lord's doing in our lives. We have to be intentional to accomplish the things he's called us to accomplish. Um, life is all about perspective and faith. Um, and Tony shared on that, you know, perspective is the capacity to view things in their true relations or relative importance. 
Just think about all the heroes in the Bible. What was the difference? The Lord shifted their perspective from an earthly one to his perspective in the fact that they began to believe that what looked impossible was actually possible. It was a complete shift. You know, we talk about a, a paradigm shift in those things. That's what the Lord done for all those heroes in the Bible. Um, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. And then Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command and that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. In that little book I shared about the other day, Annette Capps in the Quantum Faith book says, Your expectations and beliefs is of primary importance. If you observe and expect failure, sickness, or disaster, that is exactly what will begin to manifest. So I was thinking on that, and I thought, have I ever felt inadequate or defeated? I'm not that type of personality. I don't feel inadequate or defeated very often. But have I? Yes, I have. I would say everyone in this room at one time or another through some kind of a circumstance has felt inadequate or defeated or depressed or down or whatever be the case because that's how the enemy comes against us. So, Inadequate, in short, is insufficient or not capable. Do we really believe that our Father would put us in a position that we are not capable of making it through? If you think about it, do we really believe that? No one in this room believes the Lord would put us in that position that we're not capable. But what happens? The first response is we feel that way. So you got to really press in, what do we truly believe? Why do we get off track so, in, so easy? Why do we get off track so easy into falling into those things? I wrote, the enemy knows everything we do runs through our minds until it becomes habit and begins to flow without thinking. Just like you've all heard, you know, you do something for 21 to 25 days, it becomes habit. You don't have to think about it anymore. The enemy knows the longer he runs those lies through our mind, they begin to be our thoughts instead of his. Now, can we walk free from that? Yes, but he knows that it becomes that habit in our lives. So what does he attack? He attacks our minds. What does that cause? It causes a complete mix-up in our perception of everything we come into contact with because our mind is running in those negative veins that he's caused us to think on. So I was thinking about who's an example of that. Well, I thought Saul was a pretty good example of that. You know, he knew that he was anointed by the Lord and he could have went either direction. But what happened? He would get under pressure. <laughs> What's Tony talking about? He would get under pressure, and then what would happen? Oh, i got to do something. Samuel's not here yet. We better do. You better do this, even though he wasn't the one to walk that out. That's, that's how the enemy works in our minds. So 
we begin believing, speaking, and doing things that are a negative impact on our, our future. And I just started putting down some things. You know, um, you can think of a whole list <laughs> of these things, but I wrote down a few. We, we begin to believe our parents don't understand or have the best interest in mind. Has any of us in this room ever thought our parents just really didn't understand or have the best interest in mind? <laughs> That's a pretty easy one. <laughs> we don't think our leaders understand or they don't know what we're going through. They don't have the correct answer because they haven't been where we're at. You know, it can be at work. It can be any place. That's what begins to happen. We don't think the Lord cares anymore because he didn't come riding in on that white horse to save us and change the situation like that. He just don't care. We're out here all by ourselves. <laughs> you know, I'm laughing because we've all had these things. It's just what happens, you know. Um, we decide not to tithe this week because we're just too tight. Why would we tithe when we, can, we can't even pay our electric bill if we tithe? We just can't do that. You know, it's just, we're going to have to wait. Maybe next week we can catch up and tithe for the last two weeks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it goes on and on. We get mad at our spouse because they said something or done something we don't like. And really, our issue is them. That's the problem. <laughs> now, I've never thought that, but Hannah told me she's thought that about me before. <laughs> Uh, we start having issues with our sleeping. Either we don't sleep at all or we want to sleep all day because we're depressed and we don't want to get up and do something because we don't want to face the hard things, you know. The list can go on and on. This begins to cause destruction in our lives because this mixed up perception is fueling everything that forms our future. What happens when bad things start to take place in our lives? We begin to get down, we speak negative, we respond in a negative way, we get depressed, confused, we become upset with our lives, and completely remove ourselves from the relationship and relationships that are the answer to all these problems. What happens so easily? We stop spending time with the Lord. We don't think to pray throughout the day. We don't really want to talk to our wives because we're in a bad mood. We don't really want to talk to our brothers and sisters because they might say something we really don't want to hear right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's just how it runs. It all runs that way. And we begin to cut off the Lord and every relationship that actually is a benefit to help us come out of these situations. So... This, I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know, that is for those of us who are fortunate enough to come to know the Lord or have parents that taught us about the Lord. But what about those who've never heard of the Lord? What about the ones that don't even know who he is? It's all even easier of a trap for them to fall into to get in those places because they don't know who their answer is. They've never even heard of him before. So how do we get our life in proper perspective you know that first song we sung this morning i thought was awesome again we've been singing it lately i love that get your help get your hope up lift your head up and let faith arise he's give us the ability to do that 
in all situations. He just has. He's given us the ability to walk in that. So I was thinking about it, and I thought Romans 8.19 says, For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. There's a lot packed in that. <laughs> that, is, that is exactly where we're at. He's beginning, to, I really believe he's beginning to give us glimpses. I know Teresa said, you know, we're in revival. We are. We're beginning to see things. Look, Eric, how many testimonies have you had lately? You know, I mean, we're beginning to see things of we're not staying beat down. We're not staying in that place. You know, we're seeing victories and things. It's, it's awesome what he's beginning to do. So I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know, really and truly, we, and I'm saying we because I'm talking to all of us, but this is to myself, we need to be secure in who our Father is. That's the first thing, secure in who our Father is because he can take care of any situation. Once we're secure in who he is, we need to be secure in who we are. We can get there once we're secure in who he is, okay? Then we need to become secure in what he created us for in order to have a proper perspective on our lives. And that's what I've really been pushing in for lately is, Lord, teach us who we were created for. Not, we're not all the same. You know, he spoke to me the other night and he said, Everyone is created equally, and I thought, that doesn't make sense to my mind because we're not all created to be the same. We can't all accomplish the same thing. And he said, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying we're all created equally, equally to accomplish the same thing. I'm saying you're all created equally to accomplish what I created you for because every one of you have the ability inside of you from the time I created you to accomplish what you were created for. I thought, that's awesome. That gives us hope. And I was, I, was looking through, I was looking through Scripture and trying to find different things, and I thought, wow, David's a perfect example of knowing who his father is and staying in that place of a proper perspective. I mean, there would be times where David would get down and he would, you know, share a little bit, cry out to the Lord, and bam. He was right back to, you're my father. You take care of me. There is no lack. You know, there was never a time of David walking in doubt. It was like, Lord, help me. Thank you. You're always there. You know, Lord, help me. He was just constant in an example of knowing who his father is. Our Father is the one who created us. He is the one who helps us through tough times. He blesses us in good times. He leads us in the dark times. And he holds us in uncomfortable times. He speaks to us through the hard times. And he forgives us when we feel unforgivable. And he loves us when we feel unlovable. And that can go on and on. But all those situations, he's the one that has the answer to. He's the one that can turn it around in the snap of your fingers. Who we are and what we were created for is all explained in this following in these following verses. So in Genesis 1 um, 1 
and 26 through 28 and then 31 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and the livestock, and all the wild animals of the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and say, said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. Now, this is amazing. You know, you always see a different aspect of the scripture when you're reading through it. But I was looking over that, and I thought, okay, we can all agree that there's a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? We're all on the same page as a trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, okay? So... We have, I put, we have that out of the way. We all agree on that, right? <laughs> and we all know he created us in his image, correct? We all realize he created us in his image. That's what I always knew. He created us in his image. Do the kids know that? Do you all know he created us in his image? Yeah? Uh-oh. Anna, let's talk about that later. <laughs> okay. So we all know that. <laughs> But I'd, I would say yours says the same thing as mine, but my Bible said something I'd never seen before, okay? <laughs> Verse 26, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Now, is that not awesome? The Father made us in his image, but his son and the Holy Spirit's image. He made us in the image of the Trinity. The answer, the solution, the cure to everything. He made us in that image, in all of it. I was just amazed. <laughs> it's not just the Father. The Father can do it all. But he works three in one. And I thought, wow, he made us in that image. We are made in all three of their image. That's beyond my comprehension, really. But let's start with the obvious. We are made to be creators. The very first verse in Genesis said God created everything. And how did he make us? In his image. He created everything <laughs> just to be like him. Think about that. He made us like him and created everything. Hold on to that. He made everything. He created everything and he made us like him. Do we have problems? Really, do we have problems? <laughs> Only if we allow them. Because he made us creators. Right? We can create solutions to anything. I got to thinking about that, and I thought, I can see God looking over the earth. Uh, well, no, hold on. Let me rephrase that. I can see God looking over formless, empty and darkness covered nothingness. <laughs> he was hovering over it. And I hear him saying, oh, no, we have a major problem. <laughs> Obviously, he's talking to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We have a major problem. I really wanted to make a world with land and water and animals, people and plants, 
all all kinds of cool things, but I can't because all we have is a formless, empty, dark nothingness. (laughs) This is kind of funny. (laughs) I guess I will have to be content with being with you two and not create anything because it would be impossible to work with what I've got. A bunch of nothingness. (laughs) It's just funny thinking about it, right? Okay, why does that sound so funny? Because we know he can do anything he wants. He is our Heavenly Father, and he can do anything. And who are we? We are created in his exact image. (laughs) Why in the world do we think it sounds normal to live in a place of fear, doubt, worry, disappointment, all these things, (laughs) discouragement, I'll tell you why I feel that we live in that place, because the world has given us a false perspective of who our Father is, who we are and who we're created to be. It's given us a false perspective of all those things. We were made to be creators, to reign, to be fruitful and multiply, and to govern the earth. Then what does he say about us after he created us in that way? He said, what I have created is very good. Is that how we think of ourselves when we look in the mirror in the mornings? (laughs) Wow, that's very good. (laughs) Now, me and Brock may, but I don't know if anybody else does. (laughs) Jordan, do you think that way? No. (laughs) I was afraid there wasn't anybody else. (laughs) But honestly, he created us to be creators, and he said we are very good. It wasn't a question. He didn't say, oh, man, I may have messed up. (laughs) This didn't turn out quite like I thought it was going to. (laughs) He said we are very good. (laughs) So, one of the things we fall into is adjusting our perspective to the easy way out the worldly way isn't that the catch in so many areas of life if you fall into the easy way out in most anything it will not turn out the way it's supposed to be we know there is an answer a solution a healing or something of that nature possible through our Heavenly Father. But it's a whole lot easier to accept the earthly consequences than to push into our Father's creative solutions He has granted us. He's not just granted them. He is eagerly waiting. And I felt like He was speaking that to me last night. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit did not just create the solutions. He is eagerly waiting for us to grab hold of them, for us to get a little glimpse of what he's wanting to do. Romans 12.2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. 
we've read over that a hundred times and it just begins to be the same old thing. But again, he wants us to grab hold of him and see the plans that he has for us. First Corinthians 2.16 says, For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. You know, you look at the different ones through the Bible, and even Moses, when he was leading the Israelites out, he had a one-on-one -on -one relationship with him, and the Lord would get angry with them, and he even threatened to wipe them all out. And he let Moses intercede for the people, and it actually saved them. That's how much he wants to have a relationship with us. He completely changed what he was going to do because he was willing to listen to one person that would intercede for the group he was leading. And that's a whole nation. That changed everything. And we're wondering if he can help us out of this financial bind we've got going on. You know, really, I laugh because it's like you get in those times, and it's exactly what Tony was saying. You know, one day it may be me, and the next day it may be my wife for back and forth. And in all reality, he's saying, just look. It's simple. It is really simple. And I'm not saying, don't get caught up in the trap. The world wants to say, you come to the Lord, life's going to be easy. He's going to meet your every need. You'll never have a problem from here on out. Now, he can answer every problem. He can bring a solution for every situation. But I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, it will not be the way you think it should be. <laughs> And why is that? I don't know, other than the fact of he's trying to build something deeper in us than the comfort to get us through our situation. He's not worried about if we're comfortable. We don't need to be comfortable. He's worried about are we building character? Are we building something that we can pass on to somebody else, that we can hand out to the people we run in contact with every day? He's wanting something deep within us that goes way beyond our little feelings that we deal with. <laughs> if this isn't enough to get us excited and walking in victory, then we like to be down and out. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. If that's not enough to get me pumped up and excited that he has the answers and evidently, I want to be down and out <laughs> because he tells us over and over again. So, what do we need to do? What we all know we need to do. Build a relationship with our Creator, our Heavenly Father, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. You know, building relationships is a very hard thing to do. And if you can do that with your Father... Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and you can begin to open yourself up to your brothers and sisters and build relationships like we have in this body. You know, how many times does somebody do something you don't like or something you felt was wrong and you get offended and you want to walk away? Well, I'm not having anything to do with them anymore, you know, because they done something I don't like. How many times have we all done that? It's just part of life. But the key is if we can build relationships that when we even rub each other the wrong way, that we keep pushing in. We're not only going to have a father that is watching over us from heaven, but we're going to have brothers and sisters that's watching over us all around our sides, and we're going to lift each other up and be able to pray and push forward, not just by ourselves, but as a group. 
And we all know what the word says about if you, one can put 10,000 to flight, how many can we all put to flight? What happens when we send out the prayer chain and people begin to pray? I mean, how many testimonies do we have all of a sudden? Wow, this happened, that happened, just answer after answer. That's what the Lord's creating in us. He didn't say anywhere in his word that what I'm creating in you is going to be fun and easy and you're always going to like every part of it. <laughs> he said, I'm creating a good work within you. And that's what he's doing. So I put perspective, the capacity to view things in their true relations or relative importance. And the fact about this earth we live on is we are made to create solutions to every situation. Do we really think the Trinity that made us in their image out of nothing is worried how we will make it through our problems? <laughs> Seriously, that's like a baby being worried to death that they're going to starve when their parents are sitting right there with a spoonful of food waiting on them to open their mouth. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> Your kids worried to death they're going to starve, and you're sitting there saying, open your mouth, and I'll feed you. <laughs> I think that's how he looks at us sometimes. <laughs> Just open your mouth. I'll fill it. You know, that's, that's what he's doing. And I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know, have you ever heard the saying, I'm sure most of you have, don't hang around negative people. They have a problem for every solution. <laughs> And that's what we fall into, you know, really. We fall into that category so easy. <laughs> Our Father has a creative solution for every situation we face in life. He's waiting on us to search it out. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are desperately waiting on us to get a glimpse of what is available to each one of us. They are pushing for us to begin to create a world everywhere we go that oozes their fragrance, that overcomes all things, and that blinks at nothing. I'm going to read that again because I felt like this is what he spoke to me. He is waiting for us to begin to create a world that everywhere we go, we ooze their fragrance that overcomes all things, that blinks at nothing, that has no earthly concerns because we are walking in a heavenly atmosphere. I was just, that's partway through what he's been giving me on this, and I was really asking him to do that work in me, and I'd just like to ask him to do that work in all of us this morning because I feel like he is the answer to all of our problems. He's the creative solution to any issue we come up against. So if everyone could stand this morning, I would just like to pray that for all of us. Lord, we just come before you this morning. And Lord, I'm asking you for myself and for every person in this body that we would get so in love with you into such a relationship with you that, Lord, we would ooze your fragrance 
of you, your son, and the Holy Spirit onto everybody we come into contact with. Lord, that we would be excited for a problem so we could show people that our Father has solutions. Lord, that we would not blink at issues because we know our Father made us creators to come up with solutions to any issue that would come our way. Lord, lead us into a deeper place that, Lord, we would be the people that you've called us to be, to reach the ones that you've called us to reach and to be the lifters of our brothers' and sisters' heads in this world that has all kinds of depression and discouragement on it, that, Lord, we would walk in the joy and the peace and the amazing blessing that causes people to chase after you and your Holy Spirit. Lord, make us who you created us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message.